Oh, is it Monday already? Can't believe it. But I'm back on the airwaves. Daniel Earholes. It's the king of the couch. Episode 87. Mm, Easter Monday. Easter weekend. Big show, big wrap up. I'm still sending it. Frankly, we're on a bender. Easter bender. And I'm here. And I'm, 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 not, I'm not sort of halfway sober. So we're going to have a good show tonight, I feel. But how you been? You've been well? I've been well. It's been a big one. Honestly, last week was a crazy week. We did the show on Monday, and it was sort of the start of the Brizzy lockdown, so I couldn't get to the gym, and I, I think I, I think I talked about that last week. And then, of course, uh, I did a little bonus episode. If you haven't listened to that yet, go and please check it out. It was with my good mate Milky, aka Julian Waller, the calisthenics PT god down there in Brisbane, so go and check that out. But uh, look, the reason we did that episode, um, it was always good to have another guest on, don't get me wrong, but I, um, drum roll, I, I've learned how to do a Zoom podcast. So I wanted to test a bit of audio and things like that out, and I thought, well, fuck it, I'm going to test it, so I might as well just get him on the airwaves and we'll do we'll do a podcast anyway. So it was very, pardon me, welcome. Oh. How good to belch, but it was a very sort of loose episode, just a real bonus episode. I honestly didn't write shit down for it. Um, it was like, let's just make sure the audio works. It works. Cool. Let's get rolling. Um, I had a drink. He had a drink. It was good. He's in lockdown too. Well, he was. Brisbane's out of lockdown now, so it was good. But last week was just fucking chaos. It was, honestly. The lockdown, and I'm not even in Brisbane, and it fully threw me. It threw me for six. It really did. It. Um, I couldn't get to the gym, and that just... That just wiped my week out. So I started off the source Monday, Tuesday, and I feel like I've just been sending it ever since. Hey, Wednesday had a couple of tins. Thursday had a few more tins. Friday, definitely more. Saturday, oh, shitload more. Sunday, not as much as Saturday, but still quite a decent amount. And Monday, uh, definitely not as much as Saturday and Sunday combined. But we're still giving it a little nudge, you know what I mean? Just taking the edge off. I'll be back in the saddle of work tomorrow. And um, But fuck it, I'm here, episode 87. It's Monday night. I'm actually starting pretty early. It didn't work today, so it's a bit of a bit of a random one. It's always random doing a podcast on the day, like when I'm not prepared for it. If that makes sense, like I'm prepared for the podcast. Don't get me wrong, but I'm so used to going to work on Monday, working, gymming, doing the podcast. Like that's the routine. I've mentioned routine throughout a few of these podcasts. Go and check them out. I have my my own two cents on routine, but um, I have become a very routine individual with the podcast and. On a Monday evening, or after Easter weekend, frankly, on Easter Monday, it hit me by storm. I was like, oh, I've got a fucking podcast to do. I better crack a bottle of champagne and go and get stuck in. So, yeah, thank you for asking. There's no beer tonight, just champagne. A little glass of Wolf Blast Chardonnay Pinot Noir. Quite, quite, quite bottom shelf. I'd say second rung to the bottom, but it's nice. I'm going to take a quick sip for y'all. Mmm. Oop, text message, turn that off. How very unprofessional of me. We won't edit that out because that's the way we roll. So, Easter weekend. We'll get stuck into the weekend. We'll start off on Thursday. So this could be a big one. This could be a lot of weekend chat here. Easter weekend, I had a lot of cool things going on. It was Arab- It's Arabella's second birthday tomorrow, so we did a huge party on Saturday. That was awesome. 
and uh, I'll talk about that. I've got a couple of movies to talk about tonight. Bit of women chat, just uh, nothing, nothing bad. No, no, no chauvinistic tones or anything like that. Just a few, few observations I've noticed that women do, and it seems to be a women trait. And I just want to talk about that because I live in a house full of women, and there was women around here last week. There's always women around, you know. I'm just a guy that just has women around, and uh, I've, I've noticed some things, and I want to talk about them. I had a cool little winning story today, so I'll talk about that. Uh, a little shout out for an upcoming guest, and just fucking whatever else I can come up with. Bit of footy chat. No UFC this weekend, so so for the people that don't like the UFC, you're in luck. But um, yeah, let's proceed with the show. How are we? I'm good. Let's calm it down. We've done the intro. Bang. If you don't subscribe already, go and do that. If you haven't given me a five-star review recently, go and do that. Okay, we've got that out of the road. Let's get the show. So Easter weekend, it was a big one. I am a sucker for a long weekend. I do like a long weekend. I know before, I've probably, look, we're in 87 episodes in. Frankly, we're a lot more than that because I don't count the fuck year Fridays. I didn't count that bonus set the other day. So we're probably more of a crack than 90 episode. We're going to be gonna be knocking at 100 episodes soon, which I'm very proud of. But I... Um, I'd like to think some episodes, you know, when I'm not a weekend warrior, but then other episodes I definitely know I am very much a weekend warrior. And when a long weekend rolls around, and, and a long weekend such as Easter rolls weekend, I turn into the, the ultimate weekend warrior, just on steroids, just pure stone-cold Steve Austin at the height of the Attitude Era, just Guns N' Roses at the height of addiction, fucking weekend warrior, just send it mentality. So it started a Thursday night. Monday, Tuesday, I was off the source. I stayed good, didn't work out, and it was bad, you know? Like, I just couldn't... It's funny, my mum was in the house, and I love her, you know, to bits. It was just like, as soon as someone's in the house, all my willpower goes out the window. It's like I'm on holiday because there's someone in the house. My mum doesn't even fucking drink. But I was just like, yeah, cool, like, I better get a better bit of carton of beers on Wednesday because my mum doesn't drink. I'm going to get a carton of beers in anticipation for Saturday. The dumbest thing ever for someone that is a keen drinker, do not buy your drinks days out because you'll just drink them. So naturally, I bought a carton Wednesday and I've bought another carton Saturday. Anyway, we finished the last beer today. Literally one last soldier. I drank him out of respect and watched the lovely little AFL game, the Geelong Cats and the Hawks. We'll talk about that. It was a great game. And... uh, yeah, but anyway, going back, the diet was out the window. I, I mentioned that I've been like dieting and being pretty good, and I felt good. Honestly, my body felt tight. It felt good. Like if you'd see me in person, I think I even got, I think I even counted like two or three compliments over that like week or two. Beck was liking me more. She was touching me a lot more. I got to be honest, she was touching me a lot more, and and I noticed that. So it must have mean I was looking better. My mood was better. Some, everything was going right. And people were going, yeah, you're looking good as. Mate, whatever good work I did that first week and a bit, I fucked it. Like, I fucked it in the last seven weeks. Uh, seven weeks, seven days. I really did. Monday, just a bit of chalky. Tuesday, more chalky. Fuck, it's just downhill from there. Got the carton on Wednesday. Frank, look, I didn't have too much booze on Wednesday. I think I might have only had like two or three beers. I think that was the night I did the podcast with Milky. The little bonus app. Go and check it out if you haven't already. And, um, yeah, that was it. Like I had two beers there and then there was the AFL on Thursday night, which was my last day of work. So it was like party mode, you know? And it look, it was a sick game. Shout out Brisbane Lions for winning. They beat Collingwood by one point. It was a screamer of a game. I've got to be honest, they would they were they were not the best team all night. They just were behind. I thought Collingwood I had, look, I always backed my favourites, you know what I mean? Um, just quietly didn't back Broncos this round because I knew they weren't going to fucking win and I'm glad I did because I'm in a betting comp this year and I'm going to win some money. But 
I backed the lines, and I knew they were going to beat Collingwood. But for the majority of the game, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, this is going to come down to the wire. And the wire it did, it really, it literally came down to one point. It was like it was the exact same game as when they played Geelong the week before, and Geelong beat them, but they were robbed. The Lions, we won't bring it up, but they were robbed. This game here, man, didn't rob them, and and you could see the disappointment in the Collingwood players' face, but. It was such a great game. It really was a great game. I had my mum on one side. I had the mother-in-law on the other side. I don't know where the fuck Beck was, but she was around. Arabella was asleep. You know, I had champagne in the house. Like, I just feel good. Like, oh, that's my thing. Champagne, rosé, I love it. So I'll always start with two or three beers, and then I'll switch. And I always have the best intentions of not finishing a bottle, but it's just not my style. Do you know what I mean? It's my Stone Cold Stunner. Like, crack a bottle, finish a bottle. That's just the right thing to do. It's, it's, it's respect. I'm respecting the bottle by drinking it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just like what the Aboriginals used to do when they would they would kill an animal. They would use every part. I've read stories. I did a thing in grade five on the Aboriginals. They would do that. I do the same thing with a bottle of champagne or a bottle of rosé. Out of respect, I drink and use the whole bottle. So, yeah, it was good. Honestly, Wednesday night was fun. The the episode and I felt good. I felt like I achieved something with the with the podcast there. And uh, and we we got a we got a I'm already starting to starting to crank on the guests, the the the, the national and the international guests. So, um, didn't hear back from Ginger. Obviously, that doesn't matter. You know what I mean. You win some, you lose some. But one day we will get him on the show. But uh, I've got a guy. Um, I don't even know his. Frankly, I don't even know his actual name. But he runs Seek and Destroy Vintage. A few episodes ago, I gave him a shout out. I love his page. Go and check it out. If you're into vintage T-shirts particularly wrestling ones and rock and roll heavy metal style t-shirts man this guy is for you it's he runs a sick page he fucking posts unreal content wonderful content i i don't know how i got onto him but i just i, I love his content and and from there we've struck up a bit of a, a bit of an online relationship and uh you know a bit of a to catch a predator kind of uh bit of a thing going on, we and him, but I, I like him, I like him already, and I don't even know his name, and I want him on the show, so in the next two weeks, Seeking Destroyed Vintage, the guy that runs that, he's going to be on the show, I'm excited, he's a Melbourne boy, he's going to be my first national guest, I reckon, so unless anyone beats him to the punch, he's the uh, he's cracking the national cherry, so I'm excited, so yeah, Seek and Destroyed Vintage on Instagram, go and check that out if you haven't already, it's a, it's a wonderful page, so um, show him some love, um, but yeah, anyway, Back to weekend. That was Thursday. Lions game was sick. Friday was Good Friday. Um, not a religious man at all. Uh, look, didn't eat red meat on Friday. That's not rare. I never eat red meat on Friday. But uh, I can't even remember what we had for dinner. I can't. Maybe it was nachos. I'm not sure. But yeah, look, don't really do the religious thing. Don't go to church or things like that. But I will take the day off. I have seen Passion of the Christ. Didn't like it. Yeah, it's very horrible. Sorry for the religious people. I just can't get down with it. You know what I mean? I don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers too much. But yeah, not my thing. But I will take the day off. And what a day off it was. The weather up here has been weird at the moment. It's pissing down rain right now. Literally like cats and dogs just pissing down. But it was a good day. I can't even remember what the day was. Actually, the weather wasn't too bad. It was one of those weird days where you look outside and it's a bit gray. Do you hate this? This this is something that Queensland does sometimes, where the weather looks grey. So you're like, oh, I could wear a little jumper here or a or a flannelette even. You chuck it on, you leave the house, and you think, fuck, I forgot about the humidity. I always forget about the humidity in Queensland. So we've gone down to the beach. Actually, shout out. It was the Pa and Ma Bendel Moffat Beach Surf Comp. They do it every year. They didn't do it last year because of COVID. Fucking COVID ruining everything. 
so this year it was on. And I, look, we don't live at Moffat Beach anymore, but I, I go down every year, and um, I, it's just fun. It's a good good community thing, and I like supporting the locals and stuff like that. So I went down this year, and uh, it was fun. I had a little bit of bacon egg roll for breakfast. It was nice. Got Arabella some ice cream. She had a good one. And I bought myself a stubby cooler, a Pa and Ma Bendel stubby cooler. Frankly, the shirts, I didn't have heaps of cash, you know what I mean? But the shirts were a little bit more expensive. I would have liked to have got one, but... Frankly, they had this, it was the blue. It was black or white, probably would have bought it, but it was blue. Uh, I like rocking some tones of blue, not like in your face kind of blue, blue, if that's if that makes any sense. But they had stubby coolers there. Nice, cool black stubby coolers, $5. I said, yeah, look, love, hook us up. Actually, it was a guy. I didn't say love. I said, hey, mate, can I get a stubby cooler? And uh, I, we exchanged cash for goods. And it was really fun. But I was stoked. Oh, frankly, I've been using it all weekend. I'm, I'm really proud of it. And it got me thinking. I was like, you know what? I looked in the Stubby Coolers for the King of the Couch merch, and I didn't really – I got one one quote back. I was like, fuck, that's expensive for Stubby Coolers. I'd never pay that for a Stubby Cooler myself. So I just totally turned off the idea. But I've, I'm revisiting it. We're going to do Stubby Coolers. King of the Couch, Stubby Coolers, merch, shout out for myself. Keep an eye out. In the next few weeks, going to have some King of the Couch stubby coolers ready for you. Nice, hot pink ones with my face on it. Maybe a cool little slogan on there somewhere. Come at me. If if people listen to the show regularly, and I know you do, if you listen to the show regularly and I do some regular sort of quotes, hit me up. Maybe maybe get me down your ear holes, lend me your ears. I don't know. Something with the ear. We want to promote the podcast. I don't know, but hit me up, okay? But I'm going to do stubby coolers in the next few weeks. That's my uh, my promise to you. So... That was Friday day, Friday night, the Broncos were on, and uh, look, they started well. They did start well. I had mentioned just five minutes ago that I had backed the storm, and I did that. I'm in a betting comp this year, and I've got some money on the line, and frankly, like I'm betting with my head, not with my heart this year. Last year, I think I just backed the Bronx every year, every week, and fucking hell, like it it rooted me every week. So this year, I'm like, no, there's money on the line for real this time. There's money on the line. Like I've got mouths to feed, and I need to, I need to win. It's a hundred bucks, but I want to win it. Winning's winning, and I'm a winner, so I want to win it. But yeah, back the storm. And I'll tell you what, I thought the Broncos started pretty good. For my, from where I was sitting, the first ten to fifteen minutes, they looked good. They got up six nil. I was like, "This is good. This is good against a team like the Melbourne Storm, who are arguably one of the best teams in the comp." And it was just almost after fifteen minutes, it was all it was just downhill from there. The Broncos just turned, to, they just turned to water. I don't know, something happened. It was just they sing when they're winning, and as soon as they're losing, they just fall in a heap. You know, I don't like to kick them while they're down, but it's just one of those sort of that's their thing at the moment. It's really hard being a fan, but you know, you got to stick with your team. There's good and there's bad. That's that's life, right? It's pros and cons, black and white, up and down. It's what makes it interesting, right? It what's it? It's what makes the fucking wins even better. So, but shout out Storm. They had a great game. I mean, Ryan Pappenhausen four tries. Oh God, he's a little goat. I hope I love to see him in the Broncos cars. I would love to see that. It pains me to know that he's a new New South Welshman. He's not a Queenslander, which really fucking pisses me off. But doesn't matter because Queensland always wins anyway. But I would love to see him up at Red Hill in the fucking Bronx colours. So that was pretty much Friday. I said, had a good little chat with the mother-in-law and my mum on the couch. It was nice. It was good to have my mum here for a week. She came up last Sunday afternoon. She was helping us out by looking after Arabella on the Monday. Sunday, Monday. 
then the lockdown, I said, Mum, look, if you want to stay for the week, you're going to be here next weekend anyway. Like, don't stress. Like, you can stay here. She had, a, you know, she had enough clothes, I guess. She had to buy a jumper. But, yeah, it was good having her here all week. Uh, I like my mum. Shout out my mum, you know what I mean? She listens to the podcast, so she'll probably report back on this sentiment that I'm going to say here. I do love her dearly, but... There's things that I'll, I'll grind her about, and there's things that she will, she never really grinds me about things. She might nag a little bit, but I'll, I'll, I will grind her back. You know, for for every tiny bit of nag she might she might do to me, I will, I will hit her hard with a, with a with an excessive grind back. So um, she listened to the bonus app the other night, and she comes in, she comes flying in the door, fit of rage. Honestly, I couldn't believe it. That wasn't that bad, but she comes flying in the door. That's just how she comes indoors anyway, just flying in them. You know, whether she's in a good or bad mood, she just flies in them. So she comes in the door flying. And she said, I, I want to, I've got some feedback on this bonus episode. She's like, you were shitting on people that watch the news to get the news. She's like, where do you get your information from? Huh? Where do you get your information from? And I was like, my first bit of sort of negative feedback. I've successfully polarized the audience. And it just happened to start with my mother. And she came in the door and I said, oh, I said, mum, this is great. I really like this feedback because... You put on that crap every morning when you're here and it shits me to tears, but because you're my mum and I love you, I won't say anything, you know? I'll just let you do it. But honestly, five to 10 minutes of that and it's like, it starts okay and it's just pure death to my eyeballs and my ears after that. I've got to go and do something different after that. But it was funny. She was adamant that that's where she gets her news from. I'm not saying that's wrong or right. And I obviously get my news from somewhere else, but I, I feel like there's a difference in opinion here where we go, she needs to get this certain type of news and I need to get certain type of other news, but our news, I feel like, is very different that we need to get each day. And I feel personally that the news, really for a lot of people, and myself included, not the news, but things that you do, it comes back to a daily routine. My mother, she gets up early. I remember as a kid, even as a teenager, she would she would listen to like Triple M in the morning. She would hear all the, the radio news. She would eat her just right, have her a cup of tea. That was a thing. I'd always hear it in my bedroom. It was cool. It was nice growing up. It was like a comforting sort of thing. You're like, cool, mum's up. She's getting the day started for us. Me and my brother, we're lazy. She spoils us. Cheese TV will be on. And it's all good. The universe is good. But yeah, I feel like that's just a thing. She likes to get up. She likes to see the news on the Channel 9. She only watches the Channel 9, Carl Stefanovic and the other chick. And uh, don't know her name. Sorry, that wasn't a sexist, chauvinistic thing. I just don't know her name. But yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. But I appreciated that, and I appreciate that my mum listens. I do. There's, uh, frankly, it, there's a couple of jokes every now and then, and I'll say it right now actually because I didn't say it on the air last week. I really didn't say it on the air last week, and I, I got such a kick out of actually deleting it. I don't know why I deleted it. It was a would you rather? I'll tell you in a sec. But I deleted it. I recorded about two minutes of content last last episode, episode 86, whatever fucking episode this is, 87, I'm not sure. And I asked a would you rather question. Now, look, this wasn't a disgusting question that I gave to myself. It was uh, Jamie Sukjai, Jared's Sukjai's partner. He's been on the show three times now. We're going to do another episode in a few weeks. And she asked me one day, would you rather, would you rather fuck your mother or fuck a goat and have that video go viral? And I was like, Wow. Didn't even think about it. Instantly was like, oh, fuck a goat. You know what I mean? And let that video viral because like I have no relationship with that goat. And frankly, a lot of the people that will see that video, I don't know them anyway. Yeah, cool. I'll probably be like brandished online like the goat fucker. But like I've done my fair share of Googling and searching online. And I feel like frankly, there's a lot worse stuff online. And uh, I'd quickly get swept under the rug. And at the end of the day, I get to maintain that nice, wholesome relationship I have with my mother. You know, 
not saying the worst because she listens to the show and I want to totally disgust her. But I I said a little try try about this last episode, deleted it, and for some reason I had to ask her the question straight to her face. I said, "Mum, I had this content and Beck was there, and it was like, oh my god!" And they were all just they laughed, they they dug it. So when Mum hears this, I hope she gets a kick out of it. You know, what I mean, hopefully I get some good feedback. Don't like that news bit, but look, you can't please everyone all the time. That is life. I've polarized the audience. It just happened to my mother. It was a good bit. It was a good bit of shtick. I liked it. Thank you for listening, Mum. I love you. Now, let's go on. We must be at Saturday. For sure, we're at Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. I've probably mentioned that last episode that we had Arabella's second birthday party coming up this Saturday. And I think last week I was sweating on it because it's fucking stupid Brisbane lockdown. Look, it's stupid because I had a party coming up. That's the only reason it was stupid. I did uh, For any other reason than that, I didn't really give a shit. Yeah, I couldn't go to the gym. Yeah, I was a little bit annoyed about that, but whatever. That didn't keep me up at night, but I was really sweating on the fact that we might not have been able to have a, a birthday party for Arabella. Now, we didn't get to have one last year, right, because of COVID, the big dickhead known as COVID. It killed the first birthday party. We still partied as hard as we could with a couple of people in the house, but this time it was like we'd invite a lot of people, friends and family, all the people that mean something to us, you know, and we really wanted to, to spend that time with them, and I really wanted to gift her that party because she's about that age now where she she's aware, she knows things, she's talking, she's moving, she's dancing. It's cool, you know what I mean? A year ago, it wasn't as big, but this time it was as big, and we'd been geeing her up all week. Honestly, I had her practicing like blowing out candles like we showed her the picture of the cake we were going to get her like we were like full going to spoil town you know and everybody else in our lives i know was going to spoil town i I gotta be honest so it was cool they lifted the covid lockdown they put a stupid mask thing on whatever we're gonna wear masks up here for two weeks big deal ah it is a little bit of a big deal i'll be honest with the glasses wear as i talked about it last episode i fogging up and shit went out to the shops today to get I came over with new glasses. I'll give a shout out later in the podcast. But it was just like, I can't breathe properly. And if I do breathe properly, I fog myself up and I can't see properly. So I'm fucking walking around half blind at the shops today just, you know, to, to try and save face with the with the mask protocol. And then there was a bit of a cap limit, which we were sweat, sweating on as well. So I think we were all good. And I'm not going to say too much more because I don't want to, you know... Uh, shadow ban myself and have the fucking fbi of australia knocking at my door so we we will uh we'll keep that under wraps but we did well it was good we uh we were sweet but i was really excited i was and i get a little bit anxious leading up to these events i do i've talked about anxiety numerous times and sometimes big events parties for my family or parties for myself even though i'm a social person so i feel like you put a lot of pressure on yourself so you want it to be good but honestly, I, I couldn't have asked for a better day. I was so happy. I was so stoked. Um, I wasn't anxious. It was good. Look, I had two beers before I even had fucking breakfast that day. And uh, before before you criticize me and say, did you have beers at 8 a.m.? No, I just didn't eat till fucking 1.30. I just happened to have two beers before 1.30. So I felt good. Beck felt good. Arabella was good. She was a little bit shy, but she came out of her shell. She likes it. And all week, she's got this phone. She's like a fake phone. She's like calling people. Hello, you coming to my party? Okay, bye. She was having such a good time with it. And I was like, I, I feel like I'm going to break her heart if we have to cancel this party. So I was really sweating on the announcement. And I was really, really happy when it came off, you know. I was a bit nervous about that whole 30-person limit and all that shit. But anyway, we got to have the party, and it was the best ever. The cake was bang on the friends and family that could make it it was unreal you know what i mean there was a few more punters that we wanted there that couldn't make it but of course that that's life it was such oh man it was such a good vibe i I was i was so happy i really was so happy i feel 
right now talking about it, I feel overjoyed with so much happiness and so much gratitude for the people that were there and the fact that I'm just so lucky to be Arabella's dad. Like it was such a nice thing to see and I, and I pinch myself. I kick myself. Jesus Christ. I, 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 I forget sometimes that I'm a father, you know, and you're reminded every day, every minute of every day sometimes. And it's such a nice reminder, you know, there's times where, look, I'll be honest, it does get a little bit hard, but it's all worth it, ladies and gentlemen. It really is all worth it a thousand times over. So I was just so happy. Beck was happy. We got some cool photos. It was a great day. She got unreal presents, like a lot of cash, like her savings account is overflowing. Frankly, She's trumping us in the savings department. It's good, but that's okay, right? This is what I want to do. I want to leave a legacy for her. I want to leave something behind for her, money for her. I've got to fucking build this podcast up. She might take over one day when I'm old and withered and gray and have to hang up the mic, potentially. She can take over, but we will see. But it was a really, really good day, and it's her birthday tomorrow, the 6th of April. And uh, two years ago, this time... I think Beck was just starting to get the rumble in the belly. I really did think that. We went out for a little pint that afternoon. Beck had a lemonade, whatever it was. I'm not sure, but definitely wasn't beer. Come home, watching a Liam Neeson movie. It was the one on the airplane. If the name escapes me, we got halfway through it. Beck, I'm going to get to bed. Don't feel too well. I'm okay. Didn't think too much of it. That was it. The moving and shaking was happening. And then 9.28, the 9.28 a.m. the next morning, my beautiful daughter Arabella Bowie Thompson was born. So... Happy birthday for tomorrow, my beautiful daughter. I'm very, I'm very excited. I love you with all my heart, and I'm. It's just, I'm gushing. I'm gushing. I don't know if it's the champagne or just my my sheer emotion tonight, but I feel good. Life is good. Everyone, be happy. Be grateful. Come on, Jesus. I feel good. I love it to death. <sighs> very good. Very good Saturday. And I had friends, some some friends and families. The good friends, you know, they hung around later. Um, and the family, they hung around, they stayed the night, we had some beers, wine, frankly, well, I had some beers and wine, AFL was on, it was a good night, it was a fucking good night, it was a good day, honestly, oh, God, I could go on, I could do a whole show out, out of how good I'm feeling about that, so, really good, really good, time to cut it as, now we're on Sunday, it's Easter Sunday, the party was great, because it was so great, we were feeling a little bit worse for wear Sunday morning. Actually, I feel like I pulled up okay, considering that like all the Coronas I drank and the better half of nearly a bottle of rosé after that. I think I'll have one glass. <laughs> we know you're never going to have just one glass. So woke up in the morning. Wasn't too bad. Couple of hydrolytes, a lot of water, bit of Panadol. Sweet, 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 sweet. My grandparents were hanging around. My mum was hanging around. She had some friends come around. My auntie and uncle were there. My cousins were there. We had some nice brekkie. It was really good. It was really good. I put the um, that AFL series on for my poppy. That's AFL. My, uh, making their mark, it's called an Amazon Prime. Check it out. We started, I got like through episode one and half of episode two, but then we sort of had to turn it off. But I want to go and get in the whole series. Um, anyone that's listening to this episode, he doesn't have the internet. So I'm thinking, do I just download the episodes of my Prime app and show it to him? Yeah, as I'm saying this out loud, I think that's what I'll do. But failing that, I don't really know if there's any ways to get TV series. If you can't download it off the actual streaming service itself there's probably no way to get them if you unless you have to download them i don't know anyone that downloads movies just out out of curiosity just in case like you know the fbi of australia are listening um how do you download stuff like that i'm just doing a survey and i really would like to know but anyway we'll work it out 
tech savvy look at me running a podcast nearly 100 episodes in i'm asking you for fucking advice on technical shit that shows you how much i don't know i'm just in it for the pure passion but it was a great day it was good sunday was good i had a little bit of a kip we had some more beers frankly i had a lot of uh i had a bit of rosé last night as well some riesling as well jordan amelia down on saturday left a heart like a near four bottle of riesling thanks amelia it was really good actually really nice riesling and i expect nothing less from them they're good people you know very good people very good people i love those people and uh jordan's listening hi jordan i love you we'll see you friday but sunday was good actually we watched two movies last night I will do a bit of a do a bit of a movie breakdown after this. We'll give you two reviews after this, and we'll talk about some stories, and we'll, we'll cut this show off. I'm having such a good time, but this is going to be a high energy, fun podcast. And then, of course, Easter Monday. Here we are. I'm doing the podcast today. Was a nice one. The weather's turned to absolute fucking pish here in the Sunshine Coast. Uh, frankly, all of Queensland. Rain bomb, I believe that's what the news called it. Didn't watch the news. Just saw a saw a headline as the TV was on in between the fucking football. Um, I don't watch normal TV, by the way. Not that, that I need to get on my high horse. I just don't. I feel like now with streaming services and stuff, everything that you want to watch is online, ad-free. That's the greatest thing that ever happened. I know that the content is great, but it's like you're. Li- I literally pay $10 a month, $12 a month, whatever the fuck it is, just to not watch ads, even if it was subpar content. Frankly, the ads are, the ads are what you're like paying to remove that's that's the that's the whole thing that's why i pay for spotify i hate the fucking ads they're they're horrible ads i feel like they make ads so annoying that you want to pay to to just not hear the ads like i don't know how advertising works it's i I get how it works because it's so annoying you just i don't know i don't know this is a rant i'm not gonna rant i'm I'm in too good of a mood tonight but uh, fucking advertising killing me but yeah monday today i actually felt not hungover today i just felt kind of exhausted today we, we we got geared up ready to go to the shops arabella as i was putting her to, to bed on i'll tell you that after but i went and had to go to the shops to get some things sussed out with my glasses it was a good good little i feel like this is a good news story i'm gonna i'm gonna shout this place out it was really good great service but we were just cooked we, we got ready to go out and beck lied down she nodded off my grandma called me and then i was like oh yeah i put this like jerry cantrell Gibson icons thing on YouTube for like an hour. Arabella was doing something on the phone or the iPad. I don't know what she was doing, but she was sort of nodding off too. And, uh, mate, we all just fell asleep for like an hour. We just cooked. It was just like, oh, God, I'm exhausted. Up to the shops, did our shop thing. It was fucking pumping. It was crazy busy. It was ridiculous. Had some dumplings there, got the glasses I needed, and um, come home, watched the Geelong Cats versus the Hawthorne Hawks. Unreal game. Unreal game. It was a bit gutted the Hawks lost there in the end. My pop's a big Hawks man. I got I got love for both te- both those teams. I got no ill will towards them, but because my pop's a Hawk man, you know, I was backing the Hawks. They just lost by five points in the end. It was a great game, though. And, um, yeah, now we're here. Made Arabella some mini pizzas for dinner. And we are here. Podcast Bill. I think I said episode 88, but I realized this is episode 87. So, yeah, I won't edit that out because that's how I roll. I've been talking so long now, nearly 30 minutes, and I've only had one glass, sorry, one sip of the one glass of champagne that I've got here. So I'm going to take a little sip. Effing delicious, worth every six ninety five that I spent on it. Every cent of six ninety five. Oh, here we are. Easter. I will give a little Easter shout out to Easter itself. It's a, it's a fun little holiday. I appreciate all the days off. 
But it got me thinking, I was like, what the fuck even is Easter? And you might think, Az, come on, you're so ignorant, like, it's a, it's a religious holiday. I'm like, yeah, I know that Jesus died on one of the days and he was risen on the other one of the days. Like, I've seen, I've seen a little bit of the Passion of the Christ. Horrible movie, frankly, horrible. But I was like, where did the fucking giant bunny chocolate egg-laying dude come into this whole piece, you know? And, and uh, I, I thought I'd do a quick Google before the show. And um, look, I did a quick Google. I, I didn't really do a quick read too hard so i've got a couple of things here i'll read out for you really quick because uh, i find them interesting so the naming of the celebration as easter seems to go back to the name of a pre-christian goddess in england eostra maybe easter maybe i could be pronouncing that wrong who was celebrated at the beginning of spring the only reference to this goddess comes from the writings of the venerable Bede, a british monk who lived in the late 17th and early 8th Oh, shit, the late 7th and early 8th century. So this is fucking going back, not as far as Jesus' times, but pretty, pretty fucking far, you know what I mean? Another one, how did the Easter Bunny get associated with Easter? According to some sources, the Easter Bunny first arrived in America in the late 1700s with German immigrants who settled in Pennsylvania and transported their tradition of an egg-laying hare called Osterhase or Osterhaus, their children made nests in which this creature could lay its colored eggs. German immigrants, they could partly be responsible for this. What does the Easter Bunny have to do with Jesus? Her symbol was the rabbit because of the animal's high reproduction rate. Spring also symbolized new life and rebirth. Eggs were an ancient symbol of fertility, according to History.com. Reputable source, no doubt. Easter eggs represent Jesus' resurrection. The first Easter egg legend was documented in the 1500s. Oh my God, it's crazy. What does the Easter bunny symbolize? Rabbits usually give birth to a big litter of babies called kittens. I didn't know that. There you go. We all learned something tonight. So they become a symbol of new life. Legend has it that the Easter bunny lays, decorates, and hides eggs as they are also a symbol of new life. This is why some children might enjoy Easter egg hunts as part of the festival. As we get to all that, I am no, no clearer to what the fuck the Easter Bunny has to do with the religious holiday of Easter, Good Friday, Easter Monday. I don't know, but I like it. It's fun. Chocolate's good. We got a lot of chocolate. The Easter Bunny, look, it's kind of a crazy, crazy figure if you ask me, but he um, he means well, I believe. You know, he wants people to have fun. He doesn't, he doesn't give a darn hoot about diabetes, but... He's a good dude. He's fun. And he obviously has some sort of connection to, to Jesus. I did, in there, it said her symbol is the rabbit. I, I'm, I'm assuming this particular thing means that Jesus was a woman. I'm cool with that. It doesn't bother me. I know he's always portrayed, portrayed as a man. But I feel like Jesus was probably a woman. I do believe that. Um, women are great. Women are powerful. They gave birth to us. They gave birth to us all. You chauvinistic pigs. They gave birth to us all. So without the women, the men wouldn't be here. So women are great. If you love Jesus, then maybe Jesus was a woman. I don't know. I'm not a religious man. I didn't believe in Jesus. I tell you what, though, I believe in women. So there you go. But there you go. That's my that's my little diatribe to Easter. I've had a fantastic weekend. Frankly, I know fuck all more about Easter. But this time next year, we'll still be celebrating it. Arabella will be having a third birthday, and I'll be gushing again on the podcast, maybe episode 187. I don't know where I'll be at. Anyway, let's just get on with the show. We've got a couple of couple of things here. I've done that. I gave the Seek and Destroyed vintage 
a shout out. I mentioned that he will be on the podcast. Go and check that out. I had a bit about collectors that I was going to talk about this show, but I think I'll wait for him because he is a collector himself, and I feel like that would be a really good bit to talk about. So we will we will leave that out. I wanted to talk about tonight my all or nothing mentality. Just sending it, we'll call it. Let's just phrase it as just sending it. But I'm a real all or nothing guy. I always say this to Beck, right? And last week was a good example of this, right? So the week before, I was healthy as an ox, you know, like there was no chocolate in the house, no chips there was no booze i stayed off a friday night and i was pretty good you know i felt better for it and i was a little bit miffed at some times friday night was a toughie like i said a couple episodes ago but i felt better for it my body felt tighter my mind felt tighter it was good i felt like i was performing right i'm like i'm gonna stick this up my mum comes up lockdown's in can't get to the gym the chocolate rolls out then the beers roll out the wine rolls out the chips are out you know what i mean it's just i i can't it's really hard, you know, when people say like, as you don't need to quit alcohol. I don't think I need to quit alcohol, but then sometimes I'm like, maybe I do need to quit alcohol because like one tastes so good. No one's ever having one, you know what I mean? Like, and if you are having one, you obviously don't really dig it as much as you, the next person and the next person being me because I've never had just one in my fucking life. Like you just, you just don't do that. So it's literally all or nothing. And Easter for me was just a big all. It was all. There was no nothing. It was all. Is anyone else out there like that? Like, that's their thing. They're like, you know, if they're going to the gym, they've got to go all the time. If they're drinking, they're, they're drinking all the time. Like, I'm just very much like that guy. I feel like I've got a real addictive personality. And I'm still yet to find the really, really good things outside of true addictions, you know, like booze and stuff like that in my life. But the podcast to me is an addiction. I keep coming back to it. I love doing it. I get a kick out of it when I see the listeners. I get the feedback. I've been some good feedback the last couple of weeks. I've got some nice people, you know, just when I might have been thinking, what's this all about? What am I doing this for? Because we all do that. And it's not saying I don't love the podcast because I do love the podcast. Then I get all these nice messages out of the blue. I have three different people message me out of the blue in the last week, to last two weeks, whatever it was. Appreciate it. I'm not going to mention their names, but you probably know who you are. I really, really appreciate it. All different reasons they messaged me. I got such a geek out of it, and it makes me go, you know what, this, this is important, what I'm doing, and I like it. Don't want to put myself on too much of a pedestal, but it's fun. This is, it's really, really good. Anyway, don't know. All or nothing mentality. I just, I just, I, I can't be the only one out there. I'm always just sending it, or just not, just keeping it, just to the side, having some waters on a Friday night. But tell you what, going to finish this little glass of champagne tonight, go down, eat my food, and tomorrow we will we will detox. We will be sober, at least until next weekend. Anyway, got a wedding next weekend. I'm not going to be sober at the wedding, get real. But I, I'm looking forward to going back to the gym. I knew it all last week, so I'm so keen to get back to the frigging gym. Really am keen. The body is craving it. It needs it. So we're going to be back. Nothing but soda stream, meat and three veg. The eating's easy. Just don't eat the chocolate. The chocolate's going in the fucking spare fridge. I'm not even going to look at with all the booze. I'm going to padlock it. I should put it on a time lock. That's what I should do. But we're not going to do it. So I'm excited. I'm actually excited to do a bit of a detox. So I haven't had a coffee in about three or four days since Thursday morning. I haven't had a coffee. So I'm excited to, to keep my body off the coffee for a bit, keep my body off the booze for a bit, and uh, get a bit healthy. So Easter weekend, it's been real. But tomorrow, we tighten up. All right, that was that bit. I've got some movie reviews coming up. I'll do that now. Actually, I won't. I'll do that next. I had a good little story today. I went to the shops. This was good. I feel like maybe I've been putting some good vibes out to the universe. I don't know. But went to the shops today. So 
I didn't get to mention, but Arabella, as I was putting her down on Saturday night, she was a bit sort of tired and ruthless, whatever it is. And she just came up, bang, headbutted me in the glasses. It was in the dark. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I felt one of the legs snap sort of instantly. It was still intact, you know, because they're well-made glasses. Oscar Wiley, for anyone that's asking. I don't know. Winston. I wear the Winstons at Oscar Wiley. Got to be some sort of sponsorship in here somewhere. Sure, Oscar Wiley, if you're listening. Anyway, she cracked it. I was like, fuck. Went to the shops today because I was like, I've got to get them. You know, they're a bit sort of dicky on my head and I didn't want to damage them even more because I have to wear them to the gym. And I'm optically challenged. I have to wear them everywhere, right? It's what I do. So I go into the shop. This was so cool. Go into the shop. Frankly, every other shop is chocobolic in the Marichal Plaza today. I'm thinking, ah, oh, it's going to be so busy. I'm going to have to wait. Walk in, two girls sitting there that work there. They were waiting for me. There was no one else in the store. They were waiting for me. Walk straight in. Hey, listen, my little daughter who's with me, she's over there. She's beautiful. We had the best party ever on Saturday. It's her birthday tomorrow. Give her a shout out. She's headbutted me and it's cracked it. She goes, oh, yeah, they definitely are cracked. I'll, I'll see what I can do. She takes them back to the little heat machine. In the meantime, I've picked up the other glasses, the same the same style but like in a totally different color. They look like a nice sort of all, like a dark olivey green, almost like a turquoise sort of. Mm, they're delicious. It's a delicious color. But I had the brown ones, right? Picked up another pair I liked. So as she's doing them, she's trying her best. She couldn't fix them, right? And I said, look, that's look. it is what it is. I said, how much are these ones that, I'm, that I want to try on? You know, like I want to buy them. And she's like, oh, look, 200 all up. I was like, look, I can't afford that today. But I really want them. I'll be back. I can't afford them to say I'll be back. I'll just have to wear these dicky ones. Because they were busted, but they weren't that bad. You know, they weren't like unwearable. And she goes, I've got the same ones on, the same style. She's just quoted me $200. And she goes, oh, it's just a leg. She's like, I was like, look, I really like these green ones. I was like, so these are the 200 She's like, yeah. And um, she goes, oh, look, if you want, like I could just replace, like you could just replace, I swear she said the leg. I was like, just replace the leg. I'm working like Rain Man in my head at this time, thinking I've got brown glasses, I've got one green leg. It's not too bad. It could be a little bit like cutting edge. I was like, yeah, look, fuck it. I'm not that proud. I'll wear a green leg on my glasses just for like a week or two till I get some cash and we can go and get the new glasses. And she's like, yeah, cool. You have for me to do that? You have for me to pop out the lens where the green... I was like, I love the green. She was like, there was definitely miscommunication here. And she's like, oh, so do you just want me to put your lenses in the green ones and you're happy with those? And I'm like, yeah. Sorry, you're telling me that you're going to put my lenses in those ones and just give me the green ones. She goes, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll definitely do that. That seems like the best bargain ever. There was a box of like spare glasses. I'm wearing them right now. I can't fault them. They're great. If they're spare, I don't know why they're spare. So she's quoted me $200 for new glasses, the ones that I asked about. Then she said, I'll replace them. She's popped out the lenses in my existing glasses that had the bung-ass leg on them, put them in the glasses of the same ones that I tried on, and then handed them to me and said, yeah, they're free. Have the best Easter Monday ever. And I was just like, holy fuck. I don't know what world this is right now. We've all done something right here today. This is a sweet store. I thank you very much, and I bid you good night. It was so good. It was, it was, the, best, it was the best outcome that... Like, it could have gone. It was just so good. I was like, Beck and I walked out. Beck's like, did she just say there were 200 and then she just gave them to you? I was like, yeah. And I, and it wasn't even that, like, we stole them or anything like that or she's accidentally given to us. It was just like she gave us the spare ones. And I'm thinking, why the fuck are there spare ones? I could just put them in the box and go, yeah, these are the spare ones, love. 
I'm going to go back in a few weeks though because there was other ones that I wanted and they were 200 bucks. I'm going to buy them because I really wanted them. They were nice. But seriously, Oscar Wiley, Maruchador, shout out to that girl. I don't, I didn't catch your name, unfortunately. I'm not going to, just in case you've gone against some policy and you just really like our personalities and you gave them to us because you thought we were nice. I appreciate that nonetheless. But obviously it's some sort of store policy, I'm sure, that, uh, that you help you know, like warranty and things like that. Seriously, sick, so good. So basically the moral of the story is like, go in, just be nice, be yourself, and you might get something nice in return. So I got a nice new pair of Oscar Wilde Winstons in the green that I wanted for like six months. Now I've got them, and I didn't pay cent for them. So there you go. That was fun. So I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to pay it forward somehow. I don't know what yet, but I'm going to pay it forward. I will say that. I'm big on paying it forward. Could be the littlest thing. Could be recommending a song to someone that you know loves fucking rock music and you give them a good rock song and you make their day. But whatever it is, just go and pay it forward. So if you do, something nice happens to you, then go and do something nice for someone else. That's just, it's a nice thing to do. I stand by that. All right. Movie time. Hillbilly Elegy. I watched that last night. It was on the list for a while. Beck and I both wanted to watch it. Apparently it was a true story. I didn't ignorantly I didn't realize it was a true true story until I uh, until I finished the movie so I had Glenn Close in it and it had Amy Adams in it I don't remember the main star the guy sorry and it was a Ron Howe movie pretty good I think because I was like not depressed from the weekend I definitely wasn't depressed but you know when you've just had like such a lot of alcohol and sugar and salt and your body's just in that sort of mood I I shouldn't have gone a movie so heavy. I should have hit a movie like Grown Ups with Adam Sandler. That's where my mind was. It needed Grown Ups with Adam Sandler. But we went Hillbilly Elegy with Glenn Close and Amy Adams. Um, true story. Pretty good. I liked it. It was just too heavy for my mind last night. But probably a 7 or 8 out of 10. It was a book about a guy... Um, I'll try to do no spoilers. But it was basically from a sort of a hick sort of town, Kentucky. They lived in Ohio. And, um, yeah, it was a weird dynamic. Like, the grandparents were sort of divorced, but, like, still loved each other and living on the same street. The mum lived on the same street, and the son was there, and the daughter was there. And, anyway, it was sort of, like, filmed over, like, quite a few years, you know, and he's in law school now, and he's, like, just about to get a big law job, and he has to go back home because his mum, Amy Adams, has, like, a rock and heroin habit. And, um, yeah, she needs to get sorted out, and he's sort of, like, always saving her. So it was one of these movies where it was, like, you, you know, you... For me, I got the ultimate like, oh, geez, I'm glad that my family are not fucking heroin addicts. You know, that was my first thought. But it was really, really nice the way that it sort of folded out there in the end and stuff like that. And Glenn Close, I don't shout out her. She plays an amazing character. There's pictures of the real people at the end of the movie. And it was, a, it was, fuck, it was well casted. I've never seen someone recently that looks so much like the actual person. Um, but it was funny, you know, when they, like, these these towns in America, they would say mama and papa for, like, their mum and their dad. So that was fun. But it was a good movie, just well too heavy after, like, days on the source on Easter weekend. Um, we should have gone grown-ups. But I'd say a good 7 out of 10. It was nice. It was It was a nice feel good movie amy adams played a good character i really like her she's a good good actor good actress whatever you call it she's an acting person and she was really good in it she was so believable like in the parts where you like she was just being a fucking dead shit mum that you were like god i hate her you know like and that is the sign of a good actor when you can get that riled up with emotion so but really good coming of age tale and uh, i do i do recommend it maybe not after 3 or 4 days in the source maybe like on a sober head when you're really in the zone but um it was good glad i watched it probably learned something from it so 
7 out of 10. Hillbilly Elegy. Go and check that out. The other one I wanted to watch, this is a good one. Um, again, probably heavy. I didn't think it was going to be that heavy, but it really was heavy. It was called Sound of Metal. It was on Amazon Prime. I was in a movie mood last night. I was up to 1 a.m. watching movies. Hey? I just was like, I'm, I'm hitting it tonight. I'm doing a movie mara. So I watched Hillbilly with Beck, and uh, I watched Sound of Metal on my own. So this movie, the premise is that it's a heavy metal drummer, him and his partner. They're a two-piece, and they play some cool music, actually. The first opening scene is, like, them playing, and he looks... I don't know if he does. He's a drummer. It's Riz Ahmed. I don't know if he is a drummer, but he looks believable as a drummer if he isn't a drummer. Um, but they were two-piece, and, the, and the, the tunes were pretty heavy and pretty cool. But the premise is that he's a heavy metal drummer that loses his, his hearing. He's going deaf rapidly, sort of overnight in a way. So the first, like, 10 minutes, 20 minutes is, like, cool. They get a gear up for the second show, he can't hear and then it's sort of the struggle of him like coming to terms with and his partner coming to terms with he could be death forever and what what is his life now do you know what i mean um really good it sounds quite sad and frankly it was sad in a lot of ways but it was real uplifting in in other ways too it was a for me i had to sort of sit there and think about it after it and it was like a real it is what it is kind of mentality and you've got to really you've got to embrace the car that you're dealt now i'm not trying to get on my high horse or anything like that but it was like this guy was a it was a once a heroin addict now he's a successful sort of touring musician a heavy metal drummer that was healthy and he sort of turned his ways you know what i mean he was once a heroin addict now he's full health nut let's sort of show that in the movie and then he's lost his hearing so it's just kind of like life can be cruel sort of situation um but a very good movie i will say that like it's the first movie i've ever seen where i feel well it was all about being deaf obviously and heavy metal and things like that so that's what drew drew me into it the heavy metal aspect uh and it looked cool the front cover was cool I'm i'm a very aesthetically pleased person if you know what i mean like if i see a cool front cover or something that will draw me in it sounded cool and it was cool. It was interesting. Um, so this movie like actually casted like deaf people in it. So a lot of the people that were in the movie were deaf, and there was like a lot of sign language. There was a lot of scenes. Again, probably a bit too heavy after like three or four days on the source. But there was a lot of scenes where there was not a lot of talking, for obvious reasons, because it was it was dealing with deaf people, and it was sign language. But the way that they captured the tone and the sound when there was no talking was was unreal second to none and i listened to my airpods i I get i I bluetooth it to the big tv and it was just it was amazing you know like it would it would go through like what he was not hearing but the 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 depth of the sound the tones and things like that and then like how they were communicating through computers and text and whatever and the sign language oh man and then he i won't ruin the movie i won't spoil it but it was um it was a nice beautiful movie it was I will say that with it with I'll probably never watch it again because it was so heavy that I think I only needed to watch it once and it sunk in once. But if you're looking for another lesson, you could watch it again. But my two cents was it was a you you kind of have to embrace the the car that you were dealt, and and life kind of just can be sometimes it is what it is, right? But that doesn't mean you shouldn't go and try and better it or change your situation. But it's still it is what it is. Um, but yeah, for me, it was like probably like a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. It was a really good movie, really beautiful movie, honestly. You had to be in a particular mindset. Some people go, it's probably going to be a fucking boring movie for some people. Other people go, whatever. But it was a real movie. It was truly real. And that's where I sort of felt, yeah, this is real. This is dealing with people that are running out of money, 
they're desperate, they've done drugs, they've changed their life, they've now been handed a shit card, you know, that they're losing their hearing, and then they're kind of like reinventing and relearning life by being deaf. Um, Yeah, cool movie. Go and check it out. Sound of Metal. Probably 9 out of 10 for me, honestly. But I say that with, I'll never probably watch it again. Uh, And I mean that with with the nicest way possible. So that's my movie reviews for the week. I will end on a, on a on a funny little note. On a funny little note. Uh, I want to talk about women again. I love women. How good are women? Praise the ground the women walk on. I love them. But there's a few observations I've noticed in the last few days. Some of these go way back. But I thought I'd share them because I feel like men, women, we all, we all would agree here. All right. Women do a few things. Beck, for example. They, women talk in movies. Beck often pauses the movie to ask me what I just thought of something or what's happening. For example, he'll be the elegy. She asked me, I was like, Beck, I've never seen this movie. I'm just watching it with you for the first time ever. And she knows that, but she still feels the need to pause it and stop it. But I feel like that's a pretty common thing that women do, talking in movies. That could be generalizing. This one, I feel like, is a, is a big one. Women don't rinse plates. They don't rinse plates, I've seen, when they put them in the dishwasher. I am a rinser from way back. And I'm always rinsing. And frankly, it probably rinse too much. I've gone beyond normal rinsing. I'm probably like a like a high-functioning rinser. I do a lot of rinsing, but I'll rinse the things going into the dishwasher. I don't rinse them coming out, but I will rinse glasses before I use them. I do. I think, oh, what if there's a little bit of soap sud? What if, you know, what if mentality? So Beck, her aunties, her mom, my mom, putting just these chunky bits of crap on the dishes in there so that's the thing i've seen maybe women hit me up if you don't do that i'd like to know but from my experience women don't rinse plates they just put them straight in the dishwasher now the last one now this is the kicker this i've seen this throughout my whole life women put the toilet roll on backwards they really do when i say backwards if you're a man you probably know what i'm talking about if you're women you might know what i'm talking about but you think we put it on the right way the right way to put a toilet roll on is you put it on and the sheet of paper should run down the front of the toilet roll, not down the back. When you pull it, you snap it off, there's another bit hanging so you can easily get it. If it falls off and it's unhinged at the back, you've got to be you know, picking it up and doing it, using two hands at this point. It's too hard. The toilet paper roll, ladies, goes at the front. It hangs over the front, pull it go on with your life. It's a one-hand maneuver. You know, your other hand, in this day and age, is probably holding a phone or something like that. I'd like to say a book, but we all know it's holding a phone. They're the, the germ factories of the 21st century. But yeah, other woman observations. I'm going to have to get a woman on here or another man that like has picked up all these things. But those are the three things that I've noted in the last week that I wanted to share with you that have really sort of, uh, yeah, not irked me, just a thing. If I see a toilet roll backwards, I turn around. If I see a fucking dirty plate i rinse it women talking in movies i sit there i acknowledge them i'm not a pig is what it is and uh that's the end of the show that's the king of the couch episode 87 thank you very much please subscribe please like the show please five star review it if you can please pay it forward that's the thing we love doing around here anyway i'm the king of the couch you've been great listeners yet again have a great week and i love you all Oh, man, who you are I'm oh, what you're going